Hello, everyone. Welcome back to this segment podcast. This is episode six. Special thank you to my sponsor, MyMotivationalTees.com. MyMotivationalTees.com, motivational apparel that's comfy and uh, helps inspire others by looking at it. The entire segment line is there at MyMotivationalTees.com, and it's the only place you can find segment gear from hats to shirts. All right, guys, my special guest tonight is Ernie Avina, the leader of a group called Transcend MTB. He's got a very inspirational story. Imagine battling weight where you're pushing close to 400 pounds, finding out that one of your main arteries is occluded at 99%, battling depression and anxiety, and trying to figure out how to turn the corner and move to a healthier lifestyle. And one of the main tools that he chose to use is the mountain bike. So guys, take a listen to this inspirational story of Ernie Avina. Hope you guys enjoy. Here at the segment, uh, my name is Mark Hill. And tonight, you guys, I have a special guest. His name is Ernie. And boy, does he have a great story. Um, so if you could imagine in today's world where we have the pandemic and we have your normal obstacles you have to overcome, uh, my friend Ernie here, who's going to share his story, has pretty much had pretty much all of it. If you could think of depression um, as far as weight, anxiety, the whole gamma, and he's going to take us through a story on how mountain biking really helped him out. So without further ado, everybody... Ladies and gentlemen, please help me introduce Mr. Ernie. Hey, hey what's Ernie? going on, everybody? How's it going, Mark? Good, brother. Good to see you. <laughs> so Ernie's uh, got a got a group of writers, and they call themselves Transcend MTB. And when Ernie and I were going back and forth about getting him on the show, he was telling me basically Transcend MTB, the name, came from where he's been, and where he is today and where he's going tomorrow. So I thought it was an awesome name. Um, so yeah, Ernie, without without further ado, uh, tell the folks a little bit about yourself. Well, my name is uh, Ernie Avina. Um, I run Transcend MTB. It's uh, started out as a local uh, mountain bike uh, network and uh, basically it was built out of a necessity uh, to fit my needs and uh, it ended up fitting a lot of people's needs at the same time uh, turned out to be uh, more than I ever expected. Uh, it's, it's something that, that uh, I feel like I believe 100% in and that a lot of people that are in the group are 100% behind it just because uh, it's a community that helps everybody out. It's a community that is friendly, that leaves no one behind. We take in, uh, advanced writers we take in beginning writers it's it's kind of one of those things that kind of grew out of a necessity when I started mountain biking uh, something that I needed never expected it to become what it is now we're over 1600 members uh, and the wow. start about a little under three years now um, met so many people we've I've had so many stories people reach out to me uh, all the time talking about their story and how their story relates to mine and, and, you know, just let me know that, you know, I'm not alone and they're not alone. So this is something that kind of became, uh, 
uh, kind of an inspiration to me because of all the people that have supported me along the way, uh, been out on rides with guys that, you know, I shouldn't even be riding with, but in order to progress, you got to ride with the people that are riding, you know, more advanced stuff and, and are able to teach you, you know, they can tow you into the jumps. They can tow you into the, to the trails that you wouldn't normally do without the, uh, without the knowledge of the trail and, and, and such things as those, um, that a lot of people experience and they're kind of keeps them looking in from the outside. Uh, and I, uh, I experienced the, you know, kind of a, what I would call a a season of unfortunate events that kind of took me through not just a season, but a few seasons. Uh, It was a few years of, you know, knocking down and, uh, uh, I don't know. It just, you know, one thing would happen and then something else would, would become, a bigger issue to the point where on my 39th birthday, uh, I came close to dying. Uh, mm. On my 39th birthday, I was having a stent put in wow. uh, due to a artery collapse, and it was 90%, 99% closed. Wow. Um, basically, 99, 99% 99% closed, closed. Yeah, I don't know how I was walking at that time. So wow. uh, luckily, my wife is very persistent. I was supposed to uh, go to the East Coast for some school. Uh, for the Navy, and uh, she managed to get me in to get see the uh, doctor to get a stress test because uh, I think they were pushing pushed out about, I think it was like four weeks at that time before wow. I could see a doctor. Oh but uh, because she kept calling, they said, we have an opening, and I went in. Uh, expecting not much. You know, I wasn't feeling good at the time. Um, uh, a lot of things had led me to where I was at. At the time, I was 398 pounds. So 398. Uh, so Ernie, two let, pounds. Yeah. Uh, let me let me stop right there real quick because I've got a couple pictures you sent me, and I want to definitely show it. And I don't know if you can see this, but man, you're you're lighting up over here on the comments. So you're, you're definitely not alone. Here, I'm just gonna introduce a couple of folks that are on the podcast with us. And guys, feel free to uh, chime in and participate, ask questions. You got this guy every other weekend. What's up, Ernest? Yeah, I know who that you guy got is. Vegas Mike. Yeah, you got Vegas Mike. What's up, guys? What's up, Vegas What's Mike? Up, Love that guy. You got Nally, Kylan, Ernie. So that's my buddy Kylan. That's just his name spelled backwards. Oh, <laughs> I love that. You got Obi Wan Toadie on the line. What's up, fellas? What's right up, Obi Wan? Right you got Derek W. That's rocking Derek the hundred percent. Uh, so you got ninjas. Transcend fam. Christopher Wu is here. The major is here. That's my brother right there. Nice. You got BCB MTB. Transcend fam is here. Right on. Oh, mayor. I said major. Mayor, he means mayor. (laughs) (laughs) You got Sophia Avina. Hi, dad. That's my my daughter. That's awesome. You got Derek. Man, you are just you are just blowing up, and then of course the the guy that we got to thank for getting you on the podcast tonight. Here's Joey. Thank you so much, Joey. Joey. What's up, man? Thank you. And then Jonas. So, um, so if you guys are just popping on, we were just kind of getting the back history of Ernie. So we're going back. How many years ago was this, Ernie? When you're pushing, you said three eighty three ninety. Uh, so this was uh, about six years ago. I started about okay. six years ago. Six where it got really, ago. really, yeah, six years ago, it got really, really bad. Okay. Um, and at this point in time, you're on the mountain bike yet or, or not quite yet? 
No, no. I mean, uh, obviously at 400 pounds, it's, it's pretty hard to even be out on a trail hiking. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of, there was a lot of issues, uh, you know, with the weight for one thing, uh, trying to get out of my depression. Mm. Uh, I was in a, I was in a dark place. Yeah. 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 We'll definitely talk about that. Um, Jennifer's saying, what's up, E-Dog? That's my sister. That's awesome. Thank you guys all for being on. So I'm just going to quickly share, um, picture here of you, Ernie, and it will be, you see that screen a little bit? So this is going to be a picture of Ernie when he was, um, at that weight he was talking about, I believe. Ernie, is this about that time frame right there? That was at my youngest sister's uh, wedding. Gotcha. And that's got to be this picture right here. That's it. Yeah. That's, uh... Yeah. So is this, this is about the time you were getting checked up um, right around this uh, era? No, at this time I was still, you know, not listening. Uh, okay. I believe at that point I had already had my stint put in. Okay. Uh, stint was in. This was, 99% this was, uh, included by the way. Yeah, so basically the doctor said uh, I would have had a Widowmaker heart attack at the time. And uh, basically those heart attacks you don't come back from. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad they caught it in time, bud. Absolutely. uh, That is crazy. I'm going to save this last picture here for the end. Um, Obviously, well, they can see you, so I might as well just show it now. So, And then this is Ernie today. When was this taken, Ernie? Um, this was taken around Christmas time, I believe. It was uh, it was at a friend's retirement party, that's and that's amazing. my oldest son with me. Oh, that's awesome! That's awesome. And how how much do you weigh in this picture here, or how much do you have you uh, lost? So, let's see. I'm bad at math. I'm uh, 232 right now. Um, I was 398, so two pounds shy of 400. Gosh. So basically, uh, I don't know, somebody in the group good at math that can, yeah. that can throw a number up? That's a, <laughs> a lot, a lot. It's it, a lot of weight. I mean, I basically lost a whole other person, you know? Man, man. I was carrying, a, I was carrying another person. Wow. And, and going back to that, that day, you got this dent in, and was, was there something after that that kind of spurred you into going in the direction that you're in today and starting that journey? So, to tell the truth, I mean, I kind of ignored everything the doctor said. You know, at the time, I I don't think that I was really thinking that how bad it really was. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I, it was hard for me to realize um, at the time that I was at that state. Because, I mean, when, when you're carrying that weight and, and you're so unhealthy like that, you don't really notice it, but other people do. And... Uh, it's kind of one of those things where, you know, like, I don't know, like I have tattoos on my arms and I look in the mirror and I don't mm-hmm. see them. And so when I was carrying all that weight, nobody would really tell me, Hey, you're fat. Hey, you're this besides the doctor telling me I was overweight and I was ready to die. Uh, uh-huh. didn't really think about it. A uh, bunch of unfortunate events followed it. Uh, ended up, uh, getting diagnosed with type two diabetes, uh, high blood pressure. Jeez. I mean, everything, basically I was on my way out. Uh, wow. doctor told me, Hey, fix this, fix that. You lose a little bit of weight, you'll feel better. And I was like, screw that, you know, cause I couldn't do diets at the time. 
Yeah. Every time I try a diet, I ended up screwing around and 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 uh, I would eat whatever I, I didn't normally eat, you know. But mm-hmm. I was eating a lot. I was uh, I was eating a lot. I was eating unhealthy. Uh, I wasn't really eating very many times a day, but when I did sit down to eat, I was packing it in. You know, I'd go to McDonald's. I get me like four double cheeseburgers and fries and the works. You were mentioning that you were kind of in a dark spot. Was that what was spurring those those decisions at the time, or so at that time, I uh, I started getting really sick and didn't know what to do, and uh, depression hit. Okay. Uh, I mean, when you see yourself. When you see yourself like that, it's hard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, reality kicks in, and you feel like there's no way out. Yeah, man. Uh, you can't lose weight from one day to the next. It just doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I'm saying this by the grace of God. Uh my brother-in-law, Chris Wu, he's in the group. He's in the group chat right now. Mm. Uh, he comes over to my house one day, and he's got this uh, uh, mountain bike that he bought. And so I'm thinking, oh, you know, that's cool. But at 400 pounds, I don't see myself riding anything, you know, other than on the street or you know, because I had bikes, but you know, it wasn't a mountain bike or nothing like that. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, my brother-in-law comes over he's got a bike and my son gets interested and so I talked to my son I said hey well if we get bikes we can go ride together Man, I love and that. so we go we go and if we did this you know we purchased two bikes at uh, Dick Sporting Goods and um, it was uh, the cheapest bikes you can get because you know you obviously when you when you don't know what you're getting you're buying a bike and didn't even have the right size or anything like that. We couldn't even test ride it. So long story short, I ended up taking it back and Dix gave me a really hard time trying to return them. Mm. And I just stood there and I never left until they gave him my money back. And Dix, <laughs> Dick's Sporting Goods told me they would never sell they would never sell me another bike again. I said, That's fine, I'll never buy a bike here again. Yeah. And so um, we got our bikes, uh, returned them, and then I went to Bicycle Warehouse and I bought two entry level hardtails nice. and we started riding and then within a week I went in and I traded my back in and I ended up getting on one that was a little bit better, had a dropper post on it and, uh, you know, it wasn't the best bike there entry level still, you know, but, yeah. uh, we started riding and then my brother-in-law and I would ride a uh, PQ, we'd ride a uh, Hodges Damn. and we didn't know any of the trails. We didn't know any of the trails, so most of the trails we found by accident because we were climbing the wrong way mostly. Wow. Uh, <laughs> and this is it before was, like trail maps and all these other things, right? This is just so going there was out there. A, there was trail forks, but I don't think we were like very knowledgeable to figure it out until we gradually started understanding like what we were looking for. Um, wow. And so we started writing, and and you know it, it went from one day of writing, and then it started going two more days, and then three, and before we knew it, we were writing at least four five days a week wow and uh you guys got you guys caught the stoke early then huh so yeah my brother-in-law is a lot younger than me uh i'm 45 now but uh i got 
close to 15 years on him. And, uh, you know, he was, he's a climber. That kid's got, you know, some, some muscle in his legs and he can, he's a, he's a climber. He can climb, even though he doesn't say he, he likes it, but you know, he can, he can hang. And, uh, we would go to these places and we were doing like basically flat trails, uh, some minor, uh, hills that we were climbing and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, mm -hmm. I was hiking, you know, if I couldn't climb the, the hills, I was getting off the bike and I was determined to get to the top because I wanted that downhill. Uh, yeah. you know, I wanted the reward going downhill. And, uh, so, so a lot of times, I mean, without kind of weight and then all the health issues that I had, uh, blood pressure was really bad. So I get dizzy a lot, you know? Mm. And so there was times when I'd uh, be climbing up in, you know, the trails and I would tell my brother-in-law and I'd tell him, you know, if I die, just let me die. Hmm. Wow. That's where you were at mentally. Just, well, you know, cause I, I was dying at that point and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'd rather die trying to fix it yeah, and, and be out and about and die doing something that I like than yeah. to die on the couch or die on my bed or, you know, die, not even trying. And yeah. so for me, uh, it was no more options. Uh, I developed after my heart stint, uh, I was given, uh, it was a, uh, a blood thinner that was new on the market. Uh, I don't know how they really got stuff out, but it really did a number on me and it gave me a lot of side effects. Mm. And I had to take that for a whole year because, you know, they were afraid Jeez. of having blood clots and all that stuff. And so wow. I, uh, I took the medication and as I'm taking the medication, I started developing these feelings of heart attack. And really? a couple of times I ended up in the hospital. I was in the East coast for school one, one year. And, uh, I got so sick that I ended up in the hospital for a few days and I'm like, you know, completely on the opposite coast, uh, alone, not knowing mm. what's going on. You know, they don't, they don't, they had no, you know, he's all here worried and stuff. And so just mm -hmm. the stress and all that stuff just was, it was just a, a nasty time. God. And so I ended up figuring out that, you know, the medication caused panic attacks. And most of the time when I was feeling that way, it was a panic attack. And, you know, for those people that have panic attacks, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a real thing. It's for uh, sure real. It's yeah. it's a real thing. It's scary. It, you never get used to it because every time you have one, uh, it feels like the first time. It feels yeah. like you're having it for the first time. Man, and, and so I didn't manifest... know how to deal with stuff like that. Yeah. Oh it yeah. Can manifest I mean, in I so many different ways. Mm -hmm. I could be watching like a. So I, I I like horror movies, you know. And uh, at that point in my life, I couldn't even see a horror movie at that time because. Uh, uh, <laughs> it it trigger a panic attack. It would, yeah, man. I mean, I, I could think myself into being sick. That's how bad it got. Um, yeah. And so I had to start figuring out, you know, how to how to deal with it because uh, medication that they give you screws you up even more. And and mm -hmm. you know, I had already had that issue with the uh, blood thinner that I didn't want to take any more medication, but I knew something, and uh, you know, I needed something. Uh, talking to my wife. She means well, but you know, when, when you don't know what's going on mm -hmm. with somebody's health or mind issues, um, mentally, it's hard to, it's hard to, to reach that person because mm -hmm. that person, to me, all I wanted was for somebody to listen and, uh, 
You know, my wife, she meant well. She yeah. wanted to fix me. Yeah. But uh, when, when you're going through mental health issues, uh, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard because you feel like nobody's there to understand you. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a rough time, you know, put a lot of stress in my marriage. Yeah. You uh, definitely feel alone when you're going through those things. It's almost like you want someone to just listen to you so you can explain how it feels, you know, and, and people absolutely. don't always yeah, people don't always know how to be there for you, so they, they try to fix it. Absolutely. Um, and I reached out. I knew that I needed help. I did yeah. go see I did go see a doctor and you know that's if somebody's going through it, don't ever feel like don't let your, your ego or your pride uh, hold you back because yeah. uh, uh, you do need somebody to, to hear you out and you need the right person to hear you out because not everybody can offer you that assistance. Yeah. Uh, I wish I would have had this group or I would have been in a group like this that I, that like transcend MTV because there's a lot of guys in this group that, you know, we all have gone through it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a, there's a lot of support in this group. I talk to a lot of guys behind the scenes on a daily basis. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, if we don't hear from somebody, we're, we're on it. You know, hey, what's going on? Are you okay? Uh, you know, we show support. You know, we have a lot of military, ex-military. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, PTSD is is not a joke. Yeah. You know, I got diagnosed with that soon after uh, I had my heart stent put in. Gosh. Uh, uh, it's it's crazy it's so crazy and I did a lot of research because i wasn't take i was taking the minimum medication that i probably could take and so within that point in time i started trying to figure out okay what's the best thing for me you know what i mean like what can i do to better my health and mm-hmm. i couldn't go to the gym luckily my brother-in-law comes home with a mountain bike and the rest is history we start we started mm-hmm. riding and uh I started feeling better and I still wasn't really listening too much to the doctors. You know, I was, yeah. I was at that point I was like, you know, I'm going to do it my way. Uh, so, I did some stuff. Uh, Go ahead. Uh, Ernie, do they have you on a lot of medications? Cause you talked about the blood thinner and then type two diabetes and high blood pressure. I mean, I'm thinking there's at least possibly three medications there. Well that, and then they wanted, they wanted to give me medication for the PTSD uh, oh, which I, I refused, uh, you know, and, and, uh, I mean, to tell the truth, I think the writing is the best medication you can possibly get being outdoors, doing an exercise, doing something that you love and you don't feel like it's an exercise. You know, when mm-hmm. I'm out riding, uh, mountain biking, I don't feel like I'm, I'm working out. I feel like I'm having a good time with my buddies and, so and we're exploring and, I mean, we do night rides on Wednesdays, and there's coming back on our night rides. We see, you know, the wildlife that normally nobody sees because they don't come out at night. You know, all those eyes uh, reflecting back from the lights. Oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> that, What's that? You know, I, I mean, uh, if you if people really saw how big an owl wingspan is, I mean, they would be surprised. It's it's amazing to to see a lot of wildlife out there. But I mean, uh, a lot of the time, it's just having communion with my friends. You know, it's being out there and and shooting the the you know what and and yeah. and having fun uh, totally. I can't explain I can't explain the amount of uh, love that I feel for my group 
uh, I, the amount of support that I get from these guys, I mean, they're like, you're rolling rolling deep, Ernie, you're 1600. (laughs) That's a lot of people. 1600. And when this became a, an idea, so a little bit, uh, a little bit more on the health issues and then I'll get into how this whole started because I mean, this has just spiraled organically and it's, it's becoming, it's becoming something that's unreal. That's I, I love where this is going, but and I also want to just go back too because what you said about professional help. I got uh, one of my buddies, Isaiah Bernstein. He's from a group called Trail Dogs MTB. He's right. um, he's in the military as well, and yeah, he says a hundred percent. I waited way too long to look for help or even accept that there is something wrong, and and man, that's so true. Especially with us as as men, there's this weird stigma to not want to go seek a professional and talk about things and i love what you said about you know try to get over that try to get some help and get to the right person you know because a professional is going to be able to get rid of the stigma help you unpack everything and help you give you tools to maybe avoid those anxiety attacks or you know prevent you know fights or just standard you know just to understand what it is too, because I mean, most of the, most of the ones that I had, you know, uh, before I understood what it was, I, I, I was under the impression I was having a heart attack, you know, yeah. I didn't know. I never did had a get panic the, attack. You get, did yours manifest as chest pain or like a heavy set feeling? I would get clammy hands, cold. I uh, couldn't keep my butt, my feet and my hands warm. Uh, yeah. sometimes my half, my face would go numb Jeez. and, uh, start feeling like I couldn't swallow and start feeling like I can, you know, do certain functions that are like, you know, easy functions to have. And so at that point, you know, you feel at that point, you feel like, well, is this a heart attack? Is it, you know, I never, how does anybody know what a heart attack feels like unless you have one and survive it? Right. I didn't have yeah. a heart attack. So I didn't know exactly what a heart attack would feel like because they caught it early on. And um, the day that they caught it. So I go in for a stress test. I'm at the hospital uh my wife is waiting for me in the waiting room and i go in they put me on this treadmill and they expect me to like get my heart rate over like 160 or something like that and so i'm on there i got all these i got all these little plugs all over me and then this little graph things like on the side right there reading you know whatever my monitor rating thing is and so uh i can't get my heart rate up it's it's impossible i feel like i'm gonna fall over Uh, i'm gonna pass out and so at that time, the technicians that were doing the test, they, uh, they try to reach my doctor because they wanted to give me an adrenaline shot. And mm-hmm. basically, the reason is to get up is because they inject you with a dye and then they put you through the CAT scan or the tube thing that they, that they use. Mm-hmm. And it lights up all your arteries inside and it kind of gives you an indication whether you have an issue or, or a blockage or anything like that. And so... They're trying to give me this adrenaline shot, but they can't administer it until my doctor approves it, and they can't get a hold of my doctor, my my regular doctor. And so, God. it just happened to be that the head cardiologist at Sharp over off of Genesee happened to be on that floor, and they called him in, and he looks at the chart, and here the head cardiologist of the of the hospital yell at the technicians and cuss them out, wow. and ask them what are they thinking? It scared me. Because wow. at that point, I knew I knew that at that point there was something, you know, not right. Something, I mean, yeah, something's up. Yeah, big time, big time. I mean, my heart sank when, Jeez. without even knowing what the readings were, you know. And mm-hmm. so immediately, uh, 
they tell me that they got to prep me for surgery and I got I mean everything was like a dream because it happened so quick uh, I didn't have a chance to even think or, or say yes or no I was just like I'm going and I'm getting this surgery done I didn't know what the surgery was consistent of but uh basically uh I found out that if that doctor wouldn't have been there and uh, they they wanted to give me that adrenaline shot. Basically, what the adrenaline shot would have done was just exploded my heart. Mm-hmm. Dang! Wow! Yeah, crazy Holy crap. And so, you know, luckily they didn't. They, there wasn't a chance for them to give it to me, and 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 I got thrown into surgery. And you know, a couple of days later, I was out, and they they were able to fix it. So, uh, you know, I I, I escaped death there. It's not like a divine intervention. I mean, they can't get a hold of your doctor who's not even there. That normal doctor probably would have said, yeah, that's fine. Go for it. You know, give him a stress test. Hit him with some adrenaline. Oh, but yeah. It's not luckily. my, it hasn't been my time. Uh, it's, it's not my time. It's, uh, yeah. I, uh, I, I've had so many near-death experiences. I mean, prior to my, my uh, health going downward spiral, uh, a few years before I had that stent put in, I was, I was, I used to ride a uh, motorcycle street bikes okay. and uh, I was going into work. I was working at Coronado at the time and I was going in and I got hit by a truck at like 80 miles an hour, almost what? paralyzed. Jeez. So on the, walked, on the, on the eight. So right behind, in? Uh, so 163 where it merges into the five right behind San Diego high school. Uh, yep. I got nailed. I got nailed there by a big truck, sucked me into the wheel. Oh it, my God. And uh, so I, I, I was lucky. I, I'm one of those guys that you could say he's got nine lives or he's got something that, you know, he has yet to finish. Yes. Because wow. uh, I've had, I had too many experiences of, you know, close calls and, and here I am. I'm still here. Yeah. yeah. Well, you got some, you got some good, good stuff to put out there. That's for sure. Um, so, so, yeah, go ahead. So I, that, that's where all the, the, you know, the health issues with my heart and all that stuff came about uh, was from that stress test and, you know, close to having a heart attack. I mean, I didn't have it, but I mean, close enough, closer than I'd let, ever want to get. Oh, yeah. I mean, 99% occluded. You can't get any closer than than that. That's uh, that's pretty darn. And then, yeah. <laughs> Basically, from uh, that motorcycle accident, it's just been a, a a bunch of unfortunate events that led me to some of my darkest times. Wow! So, uh, do you think that was the, the catalyst of, of that start? Was that motorcycle accident, and then trying to come back? From I think that? that's where the I think that's where the uh, depression started. Okay. Uh, not being able to do things, I started gaining a lot of weight. Uh, most of my weight came from that accident. Oh, uh, to the point where you know, and I gained it really quick. Uh, a lot of people will, will tell me I got chicken legs and, you know, I carried all my weight, you know, above my waist because uh, I just ate whatever, you know. During the time of my recovery from the motorcycle accident, I mean, the pain meds were abundant. Like, you know, you just tell a doctor, hey, I'm not feeling good. This hurts. Immediately they'll prescribe you, and then, you know, some sort of pain. Yeah. Yeah, some sort of painkillers. And, you know, those things are very addictive, you know. They're very addictive. Um that's why I choose not to take medication uh, of that sort, even if I'm in pain. Uh, you know, there's there's other ways to deal with it for my for myself personally, uh, yeah. because you know I've been down that rabbit hole and I don't want to chase it again. Wow. 
And then what what spurred you to want to go in to see a, a psychologist or psychiatrist? At, at Did you just get to a point where somebody said, hey, that might be a good idea? Or did you seek that out on your well, own? Well, my, my wife was mentioning it. And uh, at the time, I really felt like I had no one. Uh, I was, I was alone. You know, I had family. I had uh, people all around me, but yet I was still alone. Yeah, yeah, I know that. It was a, uh, it was a dark, dark, dark time. It was a dark yeah. time. I mean, uh, there's some. Sometimes I, I look back and, you know, just see how, I, where I was and where I am now, mental wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a complete difference. You know, it's yeah. a complete difference being able now knowing that I can be able to share my story and not have to hide it, not have to be judged. Mm-hmm. Uh, do I get emotional about it? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's real. It's you know? for real. Yeah. If if I if I didn't get emotional about it, you know, I wouldn't have an issue. You yeah. Know? Well, it's, a, it's probably... an emotional. It's emotional. It is. You know, to, yeah. to be to be basically uh told after after the stint and you know another year or two of not listening to the doctors i finally go in because i got really sick Mm. and this was the diabetes was was taking its toll on me and and the doctor told me he goes uh he told me you got no more than five years to live he said wow is this when you're on the east coast no this was here okay you Uh, came back i had gone in because my diabetes had gone out of control and uh, I didn't know what to do. I'm not wanting to take the medication because I'm afraid of the side effects. And so the doctor says, he goes, you might want to talk to your wife and make arrangements. Holy crap. Okay. Wow. And he, and so so I think I was 40 at the time. And uh, he said, no, you don't have no more than five. Or no, I was, I was around, that was around my 39th birthday, I think, that when he told me that. Okay. But, um. Basically, it tells me that, and I kind of blow them off. I'm like, yeah, whatever, you know. I'm already at the point where I don't want to live anymore. So, five years is nothing. Yeah, almost at that point, it feels like a gift, right? You're like, okay, well, five's. Well, yeah, I mean, if it would have came earlier, it would have been better, you know. But at the time, that's how I was thinking. Yeah. I was thinking, uh, what's the easiest way out? And uh, luckily, you know. It didn't come to that. It was a thought in my head. I did think it, you know, can I do it? And uh, obviously the answer was no. Mm -hmm. But uh, it did cross my mind more than once. Yeah. It's awesome that you share your story because, you know, you're definitely not alone. There's so many people that have been in that boat. And um, now, I mean, right now with the pandemic, the timing of your story is critical to really get out there to other folks who feel like you did six years ago. Um, Absolutely. Depression and anxiety is at an all-time high. And luckily for all of us here on our mountain bike community, we've uh, you know we've been fortunate to find the sport that brings us so much. And, um, and so, so anyways, um, just really thank you again for sharing the story. Absolutely. Uh, Anytime. And so you're in this, you're in this space, you're 39, the doctor's saying, I'm going to give you maybe five years, talk to your wife, you know, get your things in order. 
Um, what, what went through your mind at that point as far as was there that spark there then, that motivational spark that said, let's, Ernie, let's, let's turn this around, let's, let's do that, or had that not? So during you? this whole time, I mean, I, I really wanted to turn it around. I really wanted to go to the gym, but it's where my mind was and where my physical health was. It was kind of been, it was kind of like, uh, it was kind of like looking down a, 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 a tunnel, you know? And I, I could barely see the light at the end of the tunnel. So knowing what it would take to get to the other side, it was it was almost getting me to the point where I would just give up. And so, gotcha. uh, like I said, my brother-in-law comes over, mountain bike. Uh, and it was just, just us riding together. You know, my sister would ride with us. My kids would ride with us sometimes. But it was mostly my brother-in-law and I that would go out and, and ride all the time. And... Uh, it's crazy because I I lost all this weight and I never did a diet. Uh, I uh, I wasn't feeling I, I could never do a diet. Could never do a diet. So I start doing all these test things on my own body. Uh, I start reversing my diabetes because I start doing research on natural ways to turn it around. And I mean, I would be on the internet twenty four seven trying to figure mm. out something right wow and so, so maybe- i start seeing these little things and like it's kind of like like when you're looking for an answer but you don't get 100 from one person but then another person mentions something that clicks and it says you know what i heard it from over here so then you start putting two things together mm-hmm. and you start doing things like that and so i start doing different remedies different uh herbs different things you know and and uh I go in, I get checked, my ACE1 levels were super high, and the doctor says, I want to see you in a month because they're so high. I, I need to keep monitoring you. Okay. So I start doing all these things. I, I cut out sugar. Uh, I cut out sodas, beer, uh, uh, starches, carbs. I yes, start doing yeah. everything that I've been, that I've been looking yeah. at, you know, what, what causes certain things. And... I go in, not testing or anything. I didn't test throughout that month, so I, I didn't know where I was. But I knew that when my blood sugars were super high, I would get really sluggish and really tired. Mm, uh, and I wasn't feeling like that at that time. And so I go in to go see the doctor, and the doctor says, "You're not even. You're not even. He read, uh, did my blood work and all that stuff, and uh, he tells me, he goes, "What did you? What kind of medication are you taking?" And I said, "What are you talking about?" He says, "Well, you're no longer diabetic, pre-diabetic. You're not even wow. a pre-diabetic." And you so change your hemoglobin like, A1C with the with the research and diet alone. Within within a month, it, it turned around. Wow! And to the point where I don't even take medication. I don't take anything any medications anymore. Uh, I I just stopped taking everything, and I started and that, researching and trying to figure out like what works. I mean, obviously wow. everybody's different, but I know that you know I can read. I learned how to read my body basically. I, I would learn like, okay, I ate this, I don't feel good. Okay, that's something that's causing me to not feel good. Uh, and, and I start wean, weaning myself off of certain things and, you know, uh, exercise ended up killing everything. And how did you do that when you were, you know, testing your body? Did you have like a, um, like, did you write things down on a piece of paper on how it made you feel or did you just take mental note? I just took mental note. You know, I, I, I learned to uh i learned how to be like it's, it sounds weird but i learned how to be in tune with my body i guess uh and learn how to read it from the inside out 
because if I put in something that made me feel bad, I would notice it right away, you know? And, and it's crazy like how your mind can, can see like what works and what doesn't work, you know, cause, cause your body's telling it, Hey, this, this is, this is not working. This is making me sick. And I, I would immediately feel it, you know? Wow. So was there a trick to, I'm just trying to think to the, if there's another 39 year old Ernie out there, who's, you know, facing that same demon at this point, your HbA1c is elevated, you're pre-diabetic. Um, how, how, what would you say to that Ernie who's, you know, out there today to, to test things for their body to help them, you know, do what you did in a month? It, and was there, a, was there a lot of weight loss contributed to that as well in that one month period? So that's where it began uh, when I started trying to read my body because uh, I never dieted. I didn't stop eating. You know, okay. if I wanted a carne asada burrito, I'd get a carne asada burrito. I still, throughout the whole time that I lost all my weight, I never, I never stopped eating. Um, I didn't eat like super healthy besides trying to figure out like what was making me sick. Okay. Um, so, um, if, you know, obviously if, if you're not feeling well, definitely go see a doctor. Definitely go see a doctor because uh, not everybody should do what I did because I did it. I was at the point where I had no other options and I basically, you know, I basically just said, you know what, I'm going to try it and I'm going to see what happens. So uh, I, uh, I I would definitely start with, you know, doing some research. Uh, if anybody has any questions, they can easily talk to me and I can easily give my recommendations of, you know, what I did that worked for me. There's a, there's a lot of different herbs and, you know, cinnamon will bring your AC one down. You know, there's, there's a lot of things that, that you could take that you probably have at home that can help out, you know, and, and there's a lot of things that you have at home that you probably should cut out. You know, if you're, if you're diabetic, definitely cut out soda, definitely cut out beer. Uh, my thing was, uh, to drink beer. I mean, uh, to drink water. Mm. So, so for me, I, uh, I was a, I was a pretty good water drinker at the time because drinking water is, is not easy. Um, especially trying to get a a gallon of water down in a day. There's no taste. And so (laughs) so, it's hard. (laughs) So uh, I was, uh, I just, you know, I, I, I started drinking water and, and so I would drink water before I'd eat and I wouldn't eat as much because I would fill my stomach. And uh, I would drink water right after my meal. And I started drinking a gallon of water. And before I knew it, I was drinking a water. I was drinking a gallon of water by lunchtime. So by noon, I would already down a gallon of water. Uh, the only thing about the water thing is, is you got to supplement because you will go to the bathroom a lot and you will lose all your minerals and all your vitamins that you normally need in your body. Uh, that water will flush it out. Normal water doesn't have it. So. Uh, there's different supplements you can put into your water, um, you know, that, that can give you those minerals back, but, uh, you just drinking water to lose weight will, uh, you will be in the bathroom a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, it, it, it worked, you know, it got to the point where I was like, okay, well, I'm going to up this. I can drink a gallon of water. No problem right now. I'm going to do two, two gallons. And I got so sick. I started dehydrating myself. And so that's when I learned, okay, now you got to, uh, now you have to supplement, 
the water, you got to add certain things to it, you know, or, or, or eat certain types of vegetables and, and, uh, fruits and stuff like that. Was that but, also for, from the doctor who to- told you that, or was that? No, I did that all on my own. Yeah. I did that all on my own. I went, I started, uh, you know, I would still go and, and do doctor visits and the doctor was like, man, how are you losing all that weight? Yeah. And I'm like, well, if I, I, t- I would always tell him, I'm like, well, if I got to tell you, then, you know, I'm going to end up charging you Well, you're charging me to come <laughs> see you. Well, you yeah. know, why would I? So, so, uh, I, uh, I started losing the weight. Uh, big turning point was at my sister's wedding. As you saw in those pictures, uh, mm. it's crazy. It's so crazy. Like I look at myself, I was a size 55 inch waist. I'm down wow. to a 38. Uh, it was a triple X shirt. I was a triple X shirt and down to a regular XL. And the 38s fit me a little big. I'm I'm actually like a 37, but they don't make a size 37. So I'm in between the 36 and the 38. But uh, I get the 38s and just wear a belt. Wow, man. Yeah. In, in, in this whole time when you're doing the water, you're you're riding with your brother-in-law. Are you you and your son and your brother-in-law are pretty much hitting the trails what three four times a day or I'm sorry three four times a week is that what you guys were during the week Yeah, we started riding a lot. I mean, we 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 got a, a passion for it that it kind of became our, our our second nature besides regular uh, you know to our life. It was like something that we needed in order to to I mean we were making plans daily. Hey, where are we gonna ride? Where are we gonna go? Uh, sometimes we'd on, on the weekends, like sometimes we'd ride in the morning, just he and I, and then we'd ride with the family in the evening and, and throw in another, you know, we would do like 22 miles in a day or, or, or whatever, you know, yeah, get those doubles in. Yeah. And then once we started learning the trails and how to get to the top, you know, the right way without, you know, killing ourselves and we started getting into the whole downhill thing. Uh, I mean, it was, it's just been a learning progression, you know, it's been a learning progression, uh, we were riding by ourselves at the time and, and, you know, I started meeting people on the trails and talking to them, but I, I hated going out on the trail rides and you see this big group of guys coming down and, you know, you say hi to them and they act like a bunch of a-holes and don't say hi back to you. You know what I mean? Or they just keep going and ignore you or they come up behind you and then they yell, Hey, on the right or on the left. It's like, you know, uh, yeah. that was one of my biggest pet peeves for the sport. I hated it. And oh, there's Joe. Joe Duarte, MMA. What's up, Joe? <laughs> yes. So he, he's a rad guy. That's a guy I met out at Greer, and uh, you know we started talking out of nowhere, and you know became friends. You know that's 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 the type of people that that I relate to. That's the type of people mm-hmm. that I love. That's the type of people that I want to surround myself around with. Yeah. Uh, this because community. we would go on these rides. Yeah, we would go on these rides, and it was just insane. Like. You know, no etiquette, no etiquette at, at all. And so I, I was telling my brother-in-law, I was like, you know, I'm gonna, we need to start something that that we can, uh, we can start something. See, my sister-in-law just wrote that we were never home; we were always out. We wouldn't come home till like ten o'clock at night sometimes. <laughs> you guys got the, you guys got bit by the mountain bike bug. That's so, that is awesome. Absolutely. Uh, we were going out to different trails. Uh, and then it, it just progressed to something, you know, I wanted more adrenaline. It was, uh, it was good for my, for my, uh, it was, it was good for my depression. It was good for my anxiety and it was good for my panic attacks, uh, mm. being out there. And cause I mean, I can get a panic attack sitting on the couch and not know like why it started or not. 
Right. But then right. when I'm out on the trails and I'm going down a, a mountainside and, and the adrenaline matches what I'm doing, you know what I mean? So it, it, it I'm not going to say it tricks your mind to becoming healthier, but I mean, it, it, it helps to, it helps to put yourself in situations where you're feeling these, these emotions, mm-hmm. uh, and not knowing where they're coming from. But when you're out on the trails, I mean, sometimes you're riding and your toes are curled to that pedal because, you know, you you don't want to go, but you go, you know, you do it anyway. <laughs> yeah, and, I know uh, that feeling. <laughs> and so, and so, you know, I can relate to that when I'm sitting on the couch and I get this panic attack, I don't know where it's coming from and it scares you, you know, it scares you, you overthink it and you yeah. end up, you end up messing your mind up to the point where you want to go to the hospital or, you're laying on the floor for, you know, 30 minutes because you're afraid to get up. Right. And, and yeah. Go ahead. No, no, it's saying a virtual education collective. This is a great uh, quote here. Flow state. It's a thing. And it's so true. I mean, when you're out on the bike, you're definitely, you're where your pedals are. You know, you're not thinking about, your brain's not working on other things. You're not thinking about what's going on three days from now or what happened four days from now, you're thinking about in that very moment, I got to go around this rock or I got to huck this jump or I got to hit the brakes, like, right? So you don't have a chance to have that anxiety attack and your adrenaline's up and you're breathing, your heart rate's up, the dopamine's going, the serotonin's going, and all these good chemicals are happening when you're exercising, when you're out on that bike. So uh, that was a great quote. I just wanted to highlight that virtual education collective flow state. Absolutely, it's, it's a it, thing. you know, and it, it and it's true. It takes away, it takes away everything. I mean, you can have multiple issues going on in your life at the time, but like you said, you're focused. You're trying to survive that downhill without yeah. uh, breaking anything. And I mean, at the time when you're out there riding, it's you, your bike, your buddies, and that trail in front of you because. There's no distractions. You're looking ahead. You're making sure that you're getting the right lines, uh, trying to make it down in one piece. And, yeah. <laughs> and at that point in time, I mean, that's I mean, that's basically what what the medication that doctors give patients to rid themselves from all the nasty thoughts going in their head. I mean, going down and and riding your bike on a trail takes it. It, it does the same thing as the medication. You know, what I mean, it mm-hmm. it isolates you but it isolates you doing something you really love to do. Right. Uh, yeah. And, exactly. and, and I feel, I feel like, uh, I feel that the exercise helps with the diabetes. It helps with the, uh, mm-hmm. mental stuff, depression, mm-hmm. it gets you out of the house, gets you out with your buddies. Even when, sometimes when you don't want to be out there, you're, I I get to Greer sometimes and and I start that climb from the trailhead and I'm like why am I out here I could be laying down in bed at <laughs> six in the morning you know what I mean and, but 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 I see all my buddies with me you know what I mean and when we ride I mean we ride with you know there, it's a handful of guys it's not just you know it, it's gone to the point where it was my brother-in-law and I two people and now it's to the point where if we don't have a group that's you know ten fifteen plus you know it's 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 crazy. It's crazy, and it makes me feel good. Like I'm driving out to go meet these guys for a ride, and I'm, I'm thinking, "Is like, all right, which trail are we gonna hit first? You know, yeah. we're gonna hit, you know, you know, overdrive, or we're gonna hit, you know." Yeah. But it, it and and it's cool because the motivation I get from these guys, uh, it, it it's insane. It's insane. Like just meeting people out there, it's insane. I go out to I go out to 
trails and people will say, Hey Ernie, what's going on? Hey man, what's going on? And I mean, to tell you the truth, I don't even know who they are. And, and, and I'm always just like, Hey, what's going on? And, hey, you know, I, I try to keep it positive because, you know, if, if they take the time to, to say hi to me, I'm going to make sure I take the time to say hi back. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be what I, what I didn't like to begin with. Yeah. Uh, in the beginning. You're building a, you're building a community that is what you loved and what really pulled you to it. And that's exactly what I see when I go out there as well. The, the community, Haley Bernstein says it right here, exercise and community are the best medicine. And when you feel like you belong to that community and that community makes you feel a certain way, like you're thinking like, how am I going to, who am I going to go out there with? You know, it's, it's, we're going to get stoked. And it's that iron sharpens iron feeling where everyone's making everybody better, you know? And you're progressing on the bike, but you're also, in your case, it's literally spilling over into your health. You're, yeah. you're progressing with decreasing your, your pre-diabetic. You're progressing with the weight loss. I mean, it's just you're building all this momentum. And to see that picture from, I think it was six years ago, to the picture that you had with your oldest son is just truly an amazing accomplishment. And I know you're, you're probably not done yet, right? This is... Where I mean, where... as as far as as far as trying to lose more weight, I just kind of just letting it go naturally. Uh -huh. um, like I said, I never really dieted, but you know, um, I just love the way that it's it's happened. Uh, I I could be more happier with losing weight and still being able to eat a carne asada burrito. You know, I just, I, I just don't eat the whole burrito. I just don't eat the I just don't eat the whole burrito nowadays, but. You know, it's it's the taste and, and you know, not going without something that I like. Yeah. Um, and carne asada burritos, uh, they those always fill uh they they fall into the keto keto diet. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just open up the <laughs> eat the inside. So uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, that's that's how my whole mountain bike uh experience started. Wow. Uh and uh with that came the group. Uh, I, I named it Transcend because uh, if you look up Transcend in the dictionary, it basically says to put yourself above and beyond, uh, to transcend yourself, to actually put yourself into a better being, uh, mm. you know, and, and, and I think Transcend uh, for me, that's why I believe in it so much is because it, it has helped me transcend to a, a new person. Basically, uh, you know, I went from, weighing as much as three people you know yeah. to you know getting down to almost one person you know what i mean i'm still still over 200 but i mean i'm happy where i'm at uh yeah all all the guys that started uh you know frank one of the guys in the group frank padon that guy he was one of the first you know members to be in the group uh alfredo nunez that he was another one of the new uh, the guys in there we even had we even adopted an old guy on the trail his name was dan and we'd call him old man Dan, but this this old man could climb. He had some iron legs, you know. He wasn't too he wasn't too sure of the downhill, but we got him to do some jumps that, you know, I curled I curled my toes when he did it because I was afraid, <laughs> you know, maybe he'd eat it. But uh, you know, he was out there and he was doing it, you know. He was he was he was with us and so uh start a group in uh Facebook, name it transcend, and people started joining. Wow. Uh 
I've never really invited anybody besides being out on the trails or being out at the parks and mentioning, hey, I got this group, you know, you should check it out. Uh, the group grew, and it's to the point where we're at over 1,600 members. Holy cow. And, is, that, and growing. is that a nationwide group now? So we have some writers. So we have a writer out in Massachusetts. So this guy, his name's Rob Offrey. And so Rob, he came from the East Coast. It was around uh, Thanksgiving time a few year, a year, two years ago or maybe three. And he found the group online and he asked if we would, uh, he asked if we would uh, show him around. So he rented a bike and all that stuff and we took him. I mean, at that time we were riding PQ, you know, that was like we were doing tunnels and on the backside and tunnels, doing I the power that. lines and stuff, doing the power lines and all that. Yeah. And so, and so we over be, there. Yeah. <laughs> So we became friends, you know, and, and, and just from that one meeting, just from meeting him that one time, we became friends and we talk online sometimes. And, you know, I work with the, with the U.S. Navy. And so uh, there's a few guys at work that ride. And uh, one, of our, one of our guys, he ended up going to the East Coast for some schooling. So I hooked him up with Rob out there and Rob took him riding out in the snow because it was during the winter. Okay. And uh, it, it, it's, you know. It's a it's a connection that we made here, but it it translated out to the East Coast, um, and we have other people. We have guys out in Arkansas. We have guys in Oregon, uh, and wow. basically from the border to L.A., you know, there's there's guys out there. We even have one of the guys, Chris Retta, uh, one of the one of the guys. In, he's a he's a big part of the group, and uh, he lives out. He's a border patrol agent. He's out in El Centro, and that guy comes out every weekend and rides with us. You know, it's like a two-hour ride, two-hour drive, you know? Yeah, to get all the way from El Centro here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Is Do you, do a lot of the folks who join, do they know your backstory? Do they so, maybe suffer so not, from something I don't think themselves? everybody. I don't think everybody does, but every now and then I will make a post and just put it out there because, I mean, the, the, the main reason that this came about was because I wanted people to ride with. Uh, I wanted to be around people. I wanted to be on those large groups that I would see on the on the trails. I wanted to be a part of that. I couldn't keep up, yeah. and so and so uh, I decided. Well, if I can't keep up, I'm going to build one. I'm going to build a group. I'm <laughs> going to build door. a group and and surround myself and and adopt. You know, never leave anybody behind. We've gone on 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 trail rides. You know, we've gone on on trail rides to Greer, and we'll split up the group with you know the fast riders go up to the top. And then the slower guys will take the new guys up and, you know, take them up safely and bring them back down safely. But we get up to the top, we take our big group picture and then everybody goes down there, you know, the fast guys shred going down and, you know, we, we, we take the slower guys down and, and we make sure we call out all the features coming up ahead and get them used to and accustomed to how to do the downhill. That's awesome. uh, I, I feel like nobody should be left out. I don't care if you riding yesterday and you're on a Walmart bike. If you want to be out there, you're more than welcome. Yeah. It's not a it's not a culture in the group to be uh, to have a big ego. You know what I mean? We have some shredders in the group. I mean, we got guys in the group that are like, I don't know why they're not pro. You know, they these guys should be doing some serious racing or some serious exposure stuff. And then we got guys that you know got on a bike yesterday, and if they want to come ride with us, obviously I'm not going to take a guy that started out to like some gnarly trails, but yeah. You know, like our Wednesday ride, you know, anybody's welcome. doesn't matter if you're slow. If you're slow, I'll, you know, I'll stay behind and make sure that you ride with somebody and, what, and make sure you know the trails. 
do you announce that? Is that on your Instagram for your Wednesday night rides? Uh, most of our posts are they go through uh, Facebook. Okay, and where can people find you there on the Facebook? Is it as well Transcend MTB? Transcend MTB, yeah, and okay. and that's where that's where most of our our uh, ride posts are made, and and it's become such a big community. It's, I mean, a lot of guys will hit me up and they'll say, you know what, I met the best people on mountain bikes and now we're like super good friends and I never would have thought I would have made such good friends in the mountain bike community. And, and I mean, we got groups riding. I mean, last weekend we had people out at Greer. We had people up at the, at Sky Park. We had people out at uh, Noble Canyon. There was a big Noble Canyon ride, uh, Chula Vista area. They throw their own rides down there. I mean, it's, it's just kind of like every weekend we'll, or midweek we'll throw a post and be like, Hey, where are the rides going to be this weekend? And then people start throwing in the, you know where they're going to be and then if people want to they want to join they they start their own little group and they do the rides for the weekend there um it's crazy it's crazy like the amount of emails or text messages that i get of people saying uh you know i was at the point of you know suicide and Mm. i joined the group and turned me around wow you know I, i get messages from people and they say you know i was ready to give up and you know, just seeing your story posted, I, you know, made a big difference and I want to, I want to give it a shot. And and I always post it out there because there's a lot of guys in the group that have gone through what I've gone through and they, they can speak from uh, a personal stance. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if any, I always put it out there. If anybody needs to talk to somebody, they need to go for a ride. They need to just meet up with somebody. I mean, don't be, don't be afraid to reach out. If you need something, reach out because doing it on your own, it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard to carry that weight up that mountain. You know what I mean? But when you're with your buddies, it's easier because they're there to support you. Yeah. Uh, wow. What a metaphor too. You know, with uh, mental health and depression, it is like carrying weight up a mountain, you know, a good metaphor for the mountain biking. And it's, so much easier or not easier but it's a lot better if you can have a buddy that you can call upon and just have them listen you know or just know that somebody's there for you sometimes you just need to get it off your chest exactly you know it's 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 just to get that weight off you know and and this year 2020 i mean has brought on so much weight for people myself included i mean uh i just did a reset just a couple of weeks ago where i kind of got off the social media for a few weeks uh, because I needed it. I, 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 uh, I needed to reset from the negativity. I needed to reset. My body was starting to feel like, uh, I was carrying that weight again. Hmm. And, uh, you know, just every now and then you need that reset. And then I came back and, you know, we can move forward for the rest of the year, you know, and move forward with a clear mind. Uh, it's, it's, it's hard when, when, when your mind's not right at the time and you're trying to take on all these different projects, you're trying to take on, uh, you're trying to take on, you know, other people's issues and put, you know, it, it doesn't work. It doesn't work well. You know what I mean? Your your body hurts a lot from stress too. I mean, it reacts mm-hmm. to from stress. Uh, sometimes you need that that uh, that uh, little reset time, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. whether it's a vacation or or even if you're at home during these times, uh, you know, maybe get off the TV and get off the internet for a little bit and, you know. Or maybe take a hike, uh, you know, do some, do some, uh, what I call soul searching, I guess. Yeah. Uh, 
you know it's it's true it's um that stress and anxiety creates cortisol you know in your body and that makes you feel all funky and when you exercise and you move your body it helps metabolize that and get that out of your system as well as all the endorphins and everything that you know flow through when you're moving your body so uh, i got a good friend who says motion is lotion and uh it's it's really true to get out there um we got uh let's see there was a couple folks and i wanted to go down this road because it sounds like you have a creative side there's been a couple people in here who have mentioned that you design some pretty dope um graphics so what's what's the story behind are are you do you design the transcend mtb uh logos and things like that is that is that yeah i do the i do the merchandise stuff um so when i was uh fresh out of high school, I wanted to be a, a graphic designer. So I went to school and became a graphic designer and did my thing for a few years. But uh, in San Diego, it didn't work out. And so I ended up uh, getting picked up by the Navy to work on, well, I applied to work on uh, the uh, CH-53 Helos. And okay. a buddy of mine that I played, uh, a buddy of mine that I played softball he would uh, fill in for me sometimes, but we played we we played softball and and uh, I went to high school with him, and uh, he uh, he told me he goes apply he goes you got a little bit of background and 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 fabricating uh, my wife will help you make the rest of the resume you know so she helped me out did the resume and I put it in and I didn't hear anything for like over six months holy cow. I forgot all about it. Uh, my son was just born. I was working at a publishing company at the time. Okay. The publishing company was closing down. And so it was only a matter of months before they were going to basically close down and there's going to be no more work there. Hmm. And so I get this call. They say it's the Navy. They say, hey, uh, show up at this place. You're getting a physical and a drug test. I said, okay. So I, I go, pass my drug test, pass my physical. And they said, okay, you're going to be in the F-18 program. And so I had applied for this, you know, for the helos. For the helos. Because my buddy was there. <laughs> my buddy was, was going to be the one to take me under his wing and show me how to do the work and stuff. And I ended up in another program with uh, with F-18s, and, and uh, I didn't know nothing about aviation. I didn't know nothing. And so I go in there, and there's a lot of guys that are my age, you know, at the time. And they like to party. They come in hung over and uh, I start thinking well if this is going to be a career I need to figure out how to do the work and so I start getting with all the old timers there and smart you know I'm, I'm always been pretty easy to get along with with my co-workers and stuff like that so uh, they take me under their wing and as long as I do what they tell me I, I'm, I'm good and so I got into uh, so in the Navy they have what they call the Filipino Mafia and okay. so I landed with the with the mafia myself, and so oh. <laughs> it, it, I mean it was it was it was a it was a crew, and my my supervisor at the time, his name was uh, Ernie Chavez, and he was an older guy. And uh, basically, uh, long story short, it turned into the whole Mr. Miyagi thing, where wow. I would do all the hard work. I'd be on the belly of the plane doing all the hard drilling on the titanium, and then I would be on the backside of the plane. I, before I knew it, I was all over the, I was all over the plane. And so every time it was like time to put in the the uh, fasteners or the easy stuff to do, 
the older the older guys in the group would come in and do all the easy work and i'd get pissed because i'd be like dude i did all the work and now i yeah. can't even do the now i gotta go drill something else yeah and uh, before i knew it i was all over the plane i knew the whole plane you know front and back and uh one day i get all mad and i'm like dude you don't like me you know you're racist blah blah, blah. you don't like me because i'm not part of your crew you'll make me all you do is make me do all the hard work and he goes you know he turned it around and basically it was the whole wax on wax off thing where i start throwing kicks and punches or he does and i start blocking everything because he's like well do you know how to do intakes yeah do you know how to do the 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 back after the plane yes do you know how to do you, you know the belly of the plane i'm like yeah and he goes so tell me where you didn't learn something wow and, Jeez and, and immediately i felt that small yeah. because this whole time i feel like he doesn't like me and you know in the meantime he's teaching me something and i was so you know uh i was so cocky that i wasn't even able to see it you know yeah you and, thought you were being and, taken uh, advantage of in a way absolutely i thought they were using me but and you know, little did I know is you know he was prepping me so that when he left, uh, I was able to take over the project of that plane. Wow. And so it was cool. That's cool. It was yeah, cool because most people thing. that were working, most people that were working there, they would work on one thing only. So if you were an intake guy, you were just working intakes. That's it. That's all you did. You know, day wow. in, day out. Wow. Uh, because I was moved around everywhere, I was able to to do any part of the plane that they needed. And so it was kind of crazy. It's it's kind of cool story because, uh, uh, you know, I you know the whole time I'm like hating this, guy. and then in the end it turns <laughs> out you know all he was doing was making me a better he was making me a better worker you know a more knowledgeable worker. Wow. So it's kind of cool. That's but cool. Uh, yeah, that was my my uh, working for the Navy there, and then I ended up moving on to uh, nuclear uh, submarines, and that's where I'm at now. But uh. It's uh, it's kind of it's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy. I've I've had a, a crazy life, you know, uh, yeah. which is only getting better now. I mean, I, it's kind of like a, a roller coaster. I hit that that bottom dip and I kind of hung out there for a little bit, but then that roller coaster wheel started rolling again and bringing me back up. That's right. Uh, it's, that's right. You're never stuck. You're never stuck unless it's unless it's over. But it's it's yeah. over. It's yeah. never over if you keep on chugging, chucking, you know. So, it's uh it's it's been a it's been a, a crazy ride it's been a crazy ride yeah it's such an inspirational story hearing you know where you've been all of the different things that you've had to overcome and what i what i see and what i hear is is mindset this, this there's always been something that's kind of like taking you down there but then there's been the mindset opportunity where something clicked and you started doing the research on your own, started listening to your body, started getting to exercise. Luckily, you're exposed to mountain biking through your brother-in-law, and then you nabbed up a community, which is um, such an awesome community that we have. And uh, right. you nabbed them up, they nabbed you up. I mean, rolling 1,600 people deep, Transcend MTB. It, it grows so fast. It grows so fast that uh, sometimes it's overwhelming. You know, I started doing uh, I started doing the graphics for the group. Uh, people wanted shirts, they wanted jerseys, and so I, I put it out there. You know, and and obviously it's a little it's a little hard when you're a smaller business trying to produce items like that because we're not like Troy Lee where they order you know thousands of. It's it's harder, but you know the support that these, and 
they really show me that they want this group to be a successful group and not just be something that is good now and then we'll shut down years later. I mean, we've been going on, uh, we've been going on almost three years now and it's grown organically. I'm not really pushing to grow super fast because I feel like when you do something like that, it kind of takes away from why we started. I mean, this group started for support. It started to never ride alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be able to 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 be able to to have a feel for it too, because uh, that's one of my biggest things is is uh, having like a community of family. Uh, if I go and I want to ride in in uh, Laguna, or if I want to go ride at uh, Noble Canyon, I got somebody that that knows the trails and can go out there and will is willing to ride. You know, and yeah. and it's not. I mean, we got guys on there that that aren't the best climbers they aren't the fastest downhillers i mean i i'm not a master rider or any, by any means but they're all willing to stay you know uh they're all willing to take us and and and, and stay with us as to where you know i've been with some people that they tell me you know yeah they left me behind or you know uh, they didn't like it because i was slow uh, mm-hmm. stuff like that. I mean, we don't just, you know, we're not, we're not going out there for a race. We're going out there to have a good time. We're going out there to, uh, get our minds right. You know, that's why our, our, our Wednesday ride is like a midweek, you know, mind reset for everybody to get out there and, and meet up with everybody. Uh, so this guy right here, this is Jeff and, Jeff. uh, <clears throat> Jeff is a ex Marine. Uh, he's a, he's one of the downest brothers in the group. So down just, that we, we, we named him the mayor because the mayor. this guy is known he's known by everybody. This Ninjas is one of this like is one of the Adobo. This is one of the boys. Transcendent this is one of the boys. been there for me. Being a Marine combat vet, I've had some ups and downs and Transcend MTB has been there to pick me up and push me up the hill. Dude, that's freaking awesome. Everybody knows this guy. This guy he's, wow. he's one of the he's one of the he's one of the brothers in the group, definitely. Wow. Oh, look at there. We're already uh, blowing it up. The mayor. The mayor. He's known as the mayor. I mean, everybody knows him. Everybody knows him. He has a really nice garden, Joey says. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. He's well, at, uh, he, rides, he rides Greer every morning pretty much. That's awesome. Man, That's it's so, it's so good to be exposed and to have a large group like this, to be exposed to it. And you guys obviously push each other. You guys stay together. If if somebody wanted to join the group or go out with you, is is there any formal way of doing it, or just kind of show well, up? No, just uh, you know, they want to. They see a post, uh, one of our rides for wherever we're going to be, and they want to join. They just hey, I'm, I'm. What's the uh, what's the pin drop? Where do we meet? You know. Okay. okay. How? And cool then is and then that? obviously you know obviously uh, you know we do some rides where where. If it's a more advanced ride, you know, that's kind of posted on behind the scenes, you know, that way, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's more of a, of a tighter group at that point that can handle whatever they're going to go ride because we don't want to put people in danger either, you know? Right. Sure. Absolutely. And, and that's the good thing about the group is that, you know, it doesn't matter what skill level you are. You know, if you want to go down jumping mouse, you know, there's, you don't have to hit the jumps. You could still hit the trail and go around every single jump and still be with us. Yeah. You know, so we never, we never, we never pressure anybody. 
we do cheer you on and we get you to 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 get out of that comfort zone sometimes but we'll never be if you're not ready for it we're never going to be the ones to say oh you wussed out or you know you don't belong in this group never that's awesome. never because because uh i wouldn't be where i'm at if i didn't ride with all these guys you know yeah I wouldn't yeah. be where I'm at. I mean, my brother-in-law and I always lo- laugh and joke because uh, up by Big Waimea at PQ, there was a small gap. And back in the day, we would catch all the speed to hit this gap. And I mean, literally, the gap is no bigger than a foot, probably. And probably it was the height of a curb. And every time we get to that point of, of going off of it, <laughs> we'd stop. And so we always joke and we always talk about going back and redeeming ourselves because now I'd be like, <laughs> Yeah. yeah now you bunny hop it right all the stuff we've done you know here we go dakota bomer says i found these guys on the trails next to my house and they were the most chill and welcoming mtb riders i've encountered been riding with them since that's yeah awesome. we met dakota we met dakota at a at a trail we have up in temecula called tpp so uh kylan in the group uh he started digging up there and and uh uh Joe's all pressure makes diamonds. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I was Joe had me up at TMB upper and lower uh, the TMB DH, and I was freaking out. <laughs> and he goes, "Hey man, yeah. pressure makes diamonds." I'm like, all right, I'm I'm gonna go. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> so we were at, talking about Dakota. We were at uh, at this place called TPP. So uh, it was named after uh, Kylan named it, and it's he named it Transcend Transcend uh, Progression progression park so oh, tpp transcend progression park so there was a few little jumps when we first started going there and then now there's like actual trails there but we're waiting for the rainy season to continue digging but uh that's where we met dakota he was there with his dog and and his wife uh at the time at the time that they were there and uh he was kind of quiet but uh we met him there and and uh he's been with us ever since you know super rad guy that's super cool. rad that's he's really about to be cool. a, he's about to be a daddy too so congratulations oh. to him oh yeah that's the best job in the world right there congratulations same with this guy right here danny danny right here this guy this guy's a killer on the trails man this so he uh we took him out to snow valley and we hit that new jump line and uh uh one of the guys in the group uh mike shirley uh towed him in and this guy rode it blind and made it all the way. He was one of the first riders in Transcend to make it all the way to the bottom with all the jumps. Wow. Super rad dude, too. He sounds like a ripper. That's for sure. See, I mean, this is great about the community that you have, this group. You know everybody, you know what's going on in their lives, and that's so important to be a part of it's that. It's personal to me. It's personal, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, Danny just became a father as well, and, and you know, uh, I don't know. I feel I, I feel like they're like family, you know, like yeah. I, I want to know what's going on with them. I want to know like, hey, uh, how's the kids doing? You know, how's your baby doing? How's, you know, everything going? Everything's going good. Uh, it means a lot to me to have that kind of friendship because uh, my wife's got a lot of good friends. You know, she's got her girlfriends and, you know, they meet up during the week and they go and, and they'll have dinner or they'll go and, and do the jacuzzi at one of her friends' backyards or whatever. She has that kind of you know, friendship amongst women. I feel women have a lot of friendships like that. And men are more kind of reserved and they're like reserved to like just having like a few set of friends and, Mm. you know, having this group. I mean, I think I have, you know, the best friends. I mean, I could ever, I could ever have, you know, 
yeah. I have way more friends than my wife. I know that for sure. Yeah. Well, 1,600 <laughs> so, of them just in this group alone. <laughs> and and uh, everybody's just cool. So they're putting out the murder hawk. So we have a, a little tradition of when we when somebody eats it on the trail, they blame it on the murder hawk, claiming it's victims. <laughs> Claiming it's victim, the murder hawks. <laughs> the murder hawks. Man, we have yeah. so many cool things. Uh, we have a, a guy in the group. His name's Kenny. Kenny Herlock. And uh, we were out at Sky Park, and he was doing that session jump at the bottom. And mm. uh, later on in the day, he did it. When he had done it a few times, and then it ate him up. Dead sailor. And, oh. I mean, he's lucky, he's lucky that he walked away. And, you know, the injuries that he had were the, the minimum that, that, you know, because it could have been worse. He had just bought a the Fox Pro helmet, that Pro uh, helmet that they made. Yeah, and he completely destroyed it. I mean, it, it, if it wasn't for the helmet, Jeez. if it wasn't for the helmet, I don't think he would have survived. And God. so we, we, one of the guys in the group, Chris, makes a he does a Kenny Award. So there weekly, people will post their crashes, and then we have um, so Liad has been good to us, and they've given us uh, uh, discount codes for safety gear, shorts, whatever they make. And so that's part of the prize for the Kenya Award. And during the week, uh, people get discount codes. Uh, we've been working with a lot of uh, we've been working with a lot of companies. I like to stay local because it's a loyal thing. You know, it's yeah. it's loyal to to stick to our roots and uh, support those that have supported us. You know, throughout the way, uh, we have in-house mechanics that reach out and are trustworthy mechanics that we can go out and and and. Uh, you know, we, we, we do a lot of work with, uh, you know, there's uh, O-Dog uh, Cycles. Wow. We have a guy that was building, he was building wheels for uh, the group and using like, you know, you know the nice nice stuff. It wasn't like cheap, you know, components or anything. He was, he was doing it right. Uh, guy Hunter, and uh, he ended up opening Spoke X up in, uh, in Temecula, Marietta area. Okay. And so he was able to open up a store. He was opening up the wow. shop. He's got, you know, he does, he does, uh, you know, uh, wheel builds there. He does uh, bike sales there. Okay. Uh, I mean, it, 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 it's crazy, like, not just helping us out, but we're able to help out, like, small businesses that, you know, during this whole epidemic thing, they, they you know, I don't think some of these guys even skipped the beat because we gave them enough work with all the big shops, you know, being uh, months out for repairing anything, and these guys can do it in a day or two. You know, mm, that's obviously huge. you're gonna you're gonna want your bike as fast as possible. You're gonna go to you know these guys that are able to put your bike back together and fix it or do whatever they need to do to it. And uh, so on top of that, they offer us good discounts, you know, and, and and good work that we end up coming back to them. That's awesome. If somebody's listening to this either live now or in the future via the podcast or on the YouTube channel, how do they find, how would they be able to find those folks and help support them as far as if they needed some bike work or new tires or anything like that? So they post up in the group, uh, you know, we don't allow just anybody coming in and, and posting. We, we do have a, uh, transcend marketplace. Uh, so we made a transcend marketplace because we didn't want to, we didn't want all the sales and and any kind of that type of transaction stuff going on mm -hmm. through the group because the group is mainly to talk, to to post rides and you know to post you know sometimes we'll post videos to inspire people and stuff like that. So we did Transcend Marketplace, uh, Transcend MTV Marketplace, and that is a side 
uh, page that uh, it's a side page where you could post anything you want to sell. You want to sell a dropper post, you could sell it there. You want to sell a bike, gotcha. you could do it there. Uh, <laughs> and another one of the good things about the group is like sometimes people will post and they'll say, hey, you know, I'm looking for a new bike. I mean, we got guys that'll go through, I don't know, the woodwork to find deals on bikes and wow. then just put them out there and say, hey, check out this bike, you know, and then they, they help out, you know, trying to figure out if the components are good and if the bike's really worth it because, you know, when you're out there buying something used, you're pretty much at your out at your own risk. Uh, right. But having the knowledge, I mean, there's so much knowledge in this group. Uh, you ask one question, hey, how do I fix this? Or what, what do you think is causing this? I mean, immediately you'll have a response, you know, and everybody's willing to help. You know, we had a guy uh, – I think he had lost his job or, or something had happened and he had a frame uh, laying around, but he wanted to keep riding. Uh, he had to sell his bike or something like that. And uh, everybody started giving him parts and oh, he had enough parts to rebuild a bike, you know, no and, and be back out on the trails. And, and I, myself, I like to pay it forward. You know, sometimes I'll upgrade my bike and, and I'll get extra stuff or whatever. And, uh, you know, I'm not trying to make a buck, but I will trade it for a carne burrito and a michelada. And yeah. <laughs> I've had guys. I've had guys like my old set of wheels. Uh, I posted them on there as a trade, and I had a guy from National City come up, bring me my burrito, and 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 no he way. took the wheels. You know, and <laughs> I've, I've done that. I've done that with bike stands and stuff. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a pay it forward type deal. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, we don't want to, we don't want to rip people off. We don't want them to feel like, oh, they're just using me or, you know, anything like that. Everything here is, is it's across the board legit with friendship and, and the love for ride, riding bikes, you know. Yeah, that's um, awesome. Yeah, here's one here. Brady Solderland says, what I love about this group is no matter your skill level, everyone gives you tips and tricks to progress into a better rider. Yeah, yeah. I, lo I love watching him post his videos in the group. Uh, he's he's been hitting a lot of big jumps and it just makes me feel good to see like okay when he started he wasn't doing that now it's like he's pushing and he's getting better you know what I mean like it's 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 good to see that type of stuff yeah um yeah. hey and uh, speaking about like uh businesses that we support so since you're living you live out of Murrieta you said yes uh you got to get out there you got to get out there there's uh, Derek Wong in the group okay. and uh, he owns a he owns a donut shop out there Wong's Donuts. Wong, I saw that here in the in if, the chat. Here we go. Wong's. If you don't know Wong's Donuts, you're missing out, bro. Okay. Wong's Donuts. Wong's Donuts. Get out there and oh my god, that that uh, that's the guy right there, Derek. Derek Wong. Yeah. He owns uh, he owns Wong's Donuts out there, man. If you guys want some good donuts, you got to get out to Wong's Donuts when you're out at Greer. Derek, I'll I'll come and check you out next time I hit I hit Greer. I'm I'm here in town, so. Um, if you are on the chat, go ahead and throw that address out there. I'd love to be able to um, check it out. And then, Derek, put the address out. So we're we're over we're a little over we're almost at an hour and a half now. So I just I wanted to wind it down a little bit, but before we did, I just wanted to see. I wanted to ask you if um, you had any advice for you know with everything that you've been through, um, and here you are on this other end and such a inspiration to all of us we all have things in our life that we're we have to overcome we all have things in our life that we feel like maybe we can't get better at or that kind of haunt us and you're living proof that you can move towards those things you know even in your darkest hour 
If you were had the opportunity to go back and talk to the 39-year-old Ernie today, what would be some of the things that you would say in that discussion? Oh, I would definitely, uh, now knowing what I know about surrounding myself with good people, uh, I would say surround yourself with good people. Put yourself out there. Don't be afraid to get out and, and, and push yourself. Uh, if you're having health issues, obviously you want to make sure that you're healthy enough to do the mountain biking and, you know, or, or, or hiking out there. Um, we want to make sure that, that, uh, you're able to, but, it, but if, if you're going through these things, put yourself out there. Don't sit back. I mean, life is short. I mean, I wasted so many years of my life, uh, stagnant not doing anything, worrying about stuff, you know, uh, not really putting myself out there because of the fear that I had. Um, and I wasted a lot of years. I mean, I'm telling you, I'm 45 years old now. Uh, life is short. Uh, I could die in two weeks. You know, you never know. But, you know, if you put yourself out, you start doing the things you love to do. Uh, you surround yourself with friends. Uh, when you surround yourself with friends, you continue to, to, to network with and become a bigger family connection with, um, don't waste time. Don't waste mm. time. I wasted so many years of my life, uh, in fear. Wow. And, and, and if I could go back, I mean, I wish I would have started mountain biking when I was 20 years old. Yeah. You know what I mean? Who knows where I'd be? I'd be like, I'd be doing some sick stuff. Yeah. But even the stuff that I do now, it makes me happy. You know, it, uh, it, it, it makes me happy to just even be able to get to the top of Greer, the hike part of it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, there's no shame in hiking your bike. There's no shame in that. Uh, even when I go to, even when I go to sky park, I make it a point to hike one, at least one lap up because I'm able to enjoy the views of the trees and, and the stuff going on around in the scenery. Because when you're riding your bike, sometimes you don't really pay attention going up mm -hmm. and you miss a lot of the stuff. Yeah. But you know, when I go to sky park, I try to make it a point to at least walk one of the, one of the climbs up at least one so that I can enjoy viewing the trees. We don't have that kind of stuff here in Southern California where we're at because it's mostly, you know, dry brush and, and rocks but when you get out to the mountains you know enjoy the view enjoy the smells that are out there sometimes you're in the early morning when you get out the sky park uh there's these smells that come off the trees because it's there's there's dew on the trees you know mm. yeah taking it in take taking yeah it take in. it all in i mean we're not guaranteed a full life so mm. so don't waste that's, time yeah don't waste it don't waste yeah. it yeah that's awesome. i wasted enough years of my life where uh, if I could go back, I would be more adventurous. Uh, I would try more things, you know. I wouldn't be more reserved and, and allow my life to to be stagnant for so long. Uh, yeah, very you know. powerful. God, ladies and gentlemen, very powerful words of wisdom there from our man here from Transcend MTB. Don't waste time. And that is so true. It, it reminds me of this uh, motivational quote by Les Brown. You know, he just says, you don't have to be great to get started, but you have to get started to be great. And we all know, if we look at our bank account, we all know almost to the penny how much money is in there. 
but you can't look into your life and know how much time you have left. So powerful words there, Ernie. Um, Don't waste time. If you have a dream, go after it. If you feel that you want to be more adventurous, do it. Um, Just get out there and and go after it. Live that full life. I I love everything that you said, and I really appreciate you being on the show tonight. You, You are definitely an inspiration. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me, man. Yeah. No, thank you. Thank you. And hey, let everybody know, um, either live or in the future, if they're listening to this in podcast version, how can they get a hold of you or where can they find you and follow you? What what social media outlets are you at? So you can follow me on uh, Instagram, uh, transcend underscore MTB. Uh, you can also follow me on Instagram as SD Ernie, E-R-N-I-E. Um, that's my personal account. That's where you'll see all my artwork and stuff like that. And uh, uh, you can follow us at uh, Transcend MTV on Facebook. Uh, just shoot me a text, shoot me a message. I don't care how my door's open. Uh, you need to talk. You need to just uh, face to face with somebody. I mean, it doesn't matter. I don't care. I'll be there. Uh, there's a lot of guys in the group that are there to support as well. Um, See me on the trail. Be sure to say what's up. I'm definitely going to say what's up back. Uh, and, and, and like I said, just don't waste time. Don't waste time window shopping if you're in the group and you feel like uh, you're not ready to be on a, on a group ride. Uh, think about it again. You are. Uh, there's always somewhere we can go that can meet your needs. Uh, and the only way you're ever going to get better is by riding with better people. And that's always said across the board from rider to rider. Yeah, uh, it's a big saying, you know, it's like anything else. You surround yourself with people that are better than you. You're always going to be moving ahead. I love uh, it. Yeah. I love so it. So don't, don't, don't hesitate. Reach out uh, about anything. doesn't matter. I'm here. Love it. love it. So those are the places you can find Ernie. And um, lastly, I, w- I just wanted to put this out there to help support the group. You had mentioned merch. If somebody wanted to purchase merch to help support the group, um, where would they find that? And, and- So merchandise, uh, we have right now, I just had delivered were new hats. So I got hats coming out, uh, tech shirts. Uh, we're doing gloves soon. I've been working a deal out with that trying to get us the best prices because that's another thing about merch is I find it hard to pay $40 for a pair of riding gloves, you know, that look like they cost 10 bucks to make or less than that. So that's one of my big goals is with the merchandise for Transcend MTV is to try to get the best prices. Uh, The bigger that we get, the more orders that we put in, the better our pricing gets. Yeah. Uh, So being a startup, being a startup, we're we're at the uh, mercy of the vendors, right? Uh, But I feel like it's going to get better. Uh, support, support local, support, uh, you know, as, as, as best as you can. You want to ride and, and get a shirt. We got shirts coming out soon. Uh, we're going to have a big barbecue coming up on the, in November. Uh, be on the lookout for that. We're going to have a lot of merchandise in there. Uh, it just, it, it can only get better. It's, it's, uh, it's kind of a learning game for me because I never really thought I was going to be running a, a business with merchandising. And so, you know, there's been some growing pains uh, along the way, but uh, I feel like things are getting better. Uh, opportunities are opening up. Uh, 
there's going to be opportunity for stuff uh, to be available in certain shops. Uh, and, and, and that's, that's where we're at with merchandising. It's kind of like, uh, get it while you can, because it goes fast. As soon as I get it, it's going out the door. Uh, it's kind of hard to keep around. So the more we do that, the better and bigger will be and more merchandise will be available. And the money from the merch, does it, does it go back into investment back into the, into the group for, you know, things like placement within shops and bigger orders for lower prices, that type of stuff? So that's where the money that, that is made goes right back into more merchandise. Cause when I started, I didn't take out a business loan or anything like that. I took out from my own bank account and started it that way. And I did all the first jerseys, uh, all the first jerseys, we call those the OG jerseys. Uh, OG jersey, I love that. <laughs> but unfortunately we get, you know, there's so many people joining now it's, they want the OG jersey and it's like, I did one reprint of it, but I kept it at that. And then the next jersey will be new, but, um, the uh, the the first jerseys we did pre-order, only because it was hard for me to just pull everything out of my bank account and then throw it in and not know what was going to happen. So we did a pre-order, and then from there we turned that money around and we used it for other stuff. And right now, uh, I got the other, I got more hats, uh, doing a whole new style hat color and uh, different color tech shirts and. Uh, working on some socks too we did sock run before and everybody know, but you know we're trying to find the best companies so that we could get the best product out there we don't want to just find a company that's going to give us a cheap price and then give us really you know cheap merchandise we want we want the stuff to be top quality you know what i mean i want i want the best for the group and uh that's that's where we are with uh with merchandising and stuff uh, i don't want i don't want these guys to to get the you know, for me to just be like, oh, a quick money scheme and make money. Now I want people to get good quality. I like feedback. You know, do they like the gear? Because if they don't like the gear, then we got to find better company to work with, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, and it sounds like they got the right guy on it. I mean, this, that'll be a cakewalk compared to everything that you've, that you've accomplished and been through. <laughs> so. Oh my God. It's so. a, it's a, it's a, it's a breath of fresh air. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Oh. Um, did I, did I lose you? Are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay. Um, something happened to my computer here. Sorry, everybody about that. Um, but on, on that note, um, we'll go ahead and close it out and, uh, just, uh, really thank you again, Ernie. I really appreciate it. Transcend MTB represented. You had a lot of supporters on this podcast broadcast tonight. Uh, thank you all for being here. Thank you for the interaction, the questions and the support for Ernie. And Ernie, thank you for the inspiration. Um, it seems like the biggest takeaway is just, you know, is just go. If there's anything that you need to do, go. If you need to talk to somebody, go talk to somebody. If you need to find some professional help, there's nothing wrong with that. Go find professional nothing help. Nothing wrong. It's it's okay to not be okay. That's right. It's, it's in fact, you're not alone. There's a lot of us in that same boat rowing with half an oar. <laughs> so we're all in it together. And uh, I look forward to getting out with you guys. I definitely want to go on a group ride with you guys. And um, absolutely, I appreciate everything you've done. So thank you so much, everyone. Everyone have a good night. And uh, Ernie, hold on backstage real quick. Uh, thank you guys. Have a good night.
Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to the segment podcast. Again, that was Ernie Avina with Transcend MTB. You can find him on the Instagram as well as Facebook. In fact, he launches his group rides there on his Facebook page, Transcend MTB. Go give those guys the support and hope to see you on one of those group rides because I for sure will be going out there with those guys. All right, everyone. Until the next time, make sure you always bet on yourself because all of that hard work will pay off. This is Mark Hill from the segment and we'll see you on the next episode.